What's up everybody? It is a Monday night and I am hanging out with the one and only Heath Wayne Meeks. What's up everybody? <laughs> so he is uh, a longtime friend of mine. We've dated a couple times, um, but we're like the best of friends and people don't understand it and they don't have to. So uh, we've traveled together, led worship together, been in just each other's lives and families for a long time, probably 15 years. 15 years yeah. yeah, so half my life. And um, this is a spontaneous recording. We didn't plan to do this, but why not? Why not? <laughs> so, Heath, introduce yourself. Tell the people a little bit about you. You can give your, your name, your age, sure. what some like passions that you like, just passions, hobbies, what you like to do. What's up, everybody? I'm Heath. Um, if you don't know me, it's Heath Meeks. I'm 33. I live in the metropolitan area of Rockingham County. Woo woo. I live in the country, but I am a city boy at heart. I, I'm a worship leader for Impact Church Greensboro. I've been there for about 20 years now. We've moved and relocated, but um, just a little history. I love worship. I love singing, writing music, anything to do with music in general. It doesn't matter, dancing, uh, improv, impromptu, concerts in your car it doesn't matter i'm just a, a lover of music and the atmosphere that it sets so he may uh, be known to like wave toilet paper around <laughs> in his car while driving down the, the highway yeah, yeah if you see some crazy bald white boy going down the road acting a fool <laughs> in his car you've probably seen me so i'm not having a seizure it's okay right I'm just having some fun he's getting his life i just finished uh, my surgical technology degree at rockingham county Rockingham Community College, excuse me, in Rockingham County, and we'll be working at Novant Health very soon. So that's a little bit about me. I'm single, no kids, no family, just loving life, Woo -woo. loving Jesus, and uh, I'm excited to do this, Kevin. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for coming on to the show. Mm. Uh, so a little bit about what I love about you that maybe other people don't know and if they know you on a personal level then I feel like they do is you are one of the most grounded people Thank you. um you, you're not really swayed by emotions or by people's opinions like very you're, you're very grounded and I appreciate that as somebody who is a lot of times all over the place <laughs> <laughs> I'm a seven on the Enneagram and he might be to an extent as well but like I'm always just like looking for the next adventure and um, and he is very much a homebody and very, very rooted and just one of the most like faithful and consistent people that you'll ever meet. And so he, he said that he just completed his surgical technology degree right. and he landed a boss job, um, where so he's going to be working in just a month. It's, it's ridiculous. So and this is a long time dream of yours. It has. Yeah. It was one of those unobtainable dreams where right. you just thought I can never do that I can never accomplish that and, and uh, God knows that if it weren't for him I probably wouldn't have because it was a lot of work a lot of time a lot of sacrifice a lot of unpaid rotations and clinical mm -hmm. type things so I'm very grateful to be living in a season of fruit now wow. with all the hard work and years of strife and wonder and not feeling quite accomplished enough etc so I'm just really excited now well I'm excited for you and I know that in the 15 years that I've known you, you've had multiple jobs yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and you've just, you've done a lot of things and, but still in the back of your mind, you knew that you, uh, you, you knew, you knew what you wanted to do. You wanted to be in the medical field. Uh, you've always been like a doctor or a nurse, like <laughs> to me, <laughs> like if, if nobody else knows what to do in a, in a crisis, like emergency situation, emergency situation is right. That's like right. Heath does. Yep. And, uh, keep my cool. Yeah, and it's 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 a gift because I struggle with that sometimes. I I may not panic outwardly, but on the inside I'm like freaking out. Well, we do too. We just we know how to handle those pressure situations. You start thinking and going deeper than the surface to figure it out and try to. And that's just naturally as men too. We love to figure stuff out. Why it does what it does. Yeah. Mine just so happen to be focused more of a anatomy and physiology of who we are. Yeah. How God created us. So. So, and you can go into as much detail as you want on this, but I want, I want the people to know um, a little bit of the, of the history and the path that led you to this point. Because, like you said, you thought it was unobtainable. You thought yeah. that it was something that was going to be out of reach. Uh, that because of, you know, other 
college experiences and Absolutely. student loans or car payments or you know Absolutely. whatever um you know you just you didn't think that it was actually going to be a reality you hoped <laughs> it would be and you wanted it to be but just give the people a little bit of of history as to maybe when you first had this dream and what it took to get there that maybe for some people it looked like it was completely unrelated right. to you know this goal but for you it was a step that was necessary absolutely so I graduated uh, from high school in 2004, also from Rockingham Senior High, um, and I just decided that I would take a couple years off to just figure out exactly what I wanted to do because you know that's the that's the big question that everyone asks you when you're um, in your teens. And mine was always I wanted to be a singer, I wanted to be a backup dancer, I wanted to do something with the entertainment world. That was always my thing, absolutely, <clears throat> for a passion and an outlet. But there was also this secret you know, try to figure it out why I have this pain here or why someone has this headache or, you know, what are they doing that they could better understand it to get a, ahead of it so they don't have issues with health and mental health too. So, uh, psychology was always something I was so interested in. What makes us work? So that was always there. I took, oh gosh, in four years of high school, I think I had a science of some sort every single semester, where it was, whether it was aerospace science, physical science, chemistry, biology. Um, I took three years of Air Force-based aero, aerodynamics and understanding wow. how to fly an aircraft in, in the Air Force. That was kind of our ROTC program was Air Force-based there. So I've always been naturally good at science. Um, so that, that I knew that I loved science. I knew that I loved even just looking up in the sky. What cloud is this? What cloud is that? What's, which way is the wind moving compared to the storm that's approaching? Are things going to get worse? Or we're in the clear and we don't need we've our rain jacket today? Been doing you know? that. We've been doing that right now. Yeah, we have. <laughs> like looking at the storm clouds. We were on our way back from dinner and she's like, Heath, what cloud is that? And I'm like, that's a cumulus and this is a nimbus. And <laughs> it's just natural things that I love. The, the natural phenomenon of tornadoes and hurricanes and flooding just the science behind it, what creates it, is it us that's making the, the weather worse, you know, all those types of things. So I took a few years off after all those sciences and I knew that I was naturally good at, but I never thought that I would pursue science as a career. I just knew that I was gonna be the next Justin Timberlake on American Idol. That was, that was sure. my hope of all things, that was my end goal. So the first two years after graduating high school, I put all my focus and all my energy in auditioning for American Idol or um, preparing to audition for X Factor or, you know, now these days it's the most popular to be The Voice, you know, things mm -hmm. like that. I was looking for natural outlets to use something that I loved and that people respected in me as an outlet of um, affirmation or feeling worth or um, identity even. Right. <clears throat> and after a miserable fail, Two years in a row, uh, getting so nervous because I, I put so much pressure in it and so much weight to it because I respected singers and the ability to do something like that so so high above any other natural job. Um, it was debilitating for me. Those those two auditions where I don't know if you guys know this, but when it comes to American Idol, there's like three or four rounds that you have to go through before you even get to the the main judges that we were so familiar mm -hmm. with. You know, the Simon and Randy and Paula Abdul. You know. Um, and I didn't know that. So when we got there, I'm just like, wait a minute, this whole thing is flipped upside down. So I'm starting the song in the wrong keys. I'm forgetting lyrics. <laughs> I am shaking from head to toe. And, you know, after such a fail, naturally, um, I kind of put that inward that I wasn't good enough, that I, I was never going to be good enough. I was never going to measure to the Justin Timberlake or, you know, the whoever you respect and honor. So I then due to the debilitating psychological effects of that, I, um, I, I realized that my identity wasn't in anything natural. It was in, it was in the supernatural. It was in what was truth and not fact. So I learned through um, wonderful leaders like Pastor Mike or Pastor Jason, how to live this life in disappointment, but understanding that the disappointments that we face don't define who we are or the path that we're on. Mm -hmm. They're just learning curves. They're just growth spurts and growing right. pains and things like that, maturation. Um, so the next couple years, I 
100% sold myself out to the kingdom and for the purpose of God. It was Impact 707 or 737, depends on what, <laughs> what year you came. Right. We did change your name a couple times, but I fully sold out to that. I, I disregarded any kind of furthering my education. I, I didn't pursue relationships, um, anything like that. It was all I've got. Every time the doors are open, I'm going to use a passion of mine to honor my father and to help people understand that in this relationship of music, because I think there's so much power in music to, to hurt you and to, to grow you. And I learned what it felt to be in the presence of the almighty and something that was bigger than you. Even the wind blowing right now is hmm. supernatural. And if you can really start to thinking about things other than your circumstance and look at a bigger picture, which is what worship has always done for me. It opened my eyes to the possibilities of Maybe this isn't the end goal. Maybe this is just a circumstance. Maybe this is just a mountain that I'm climbing. Mm -hmm. So for those next four or five years, I sold every... My mom was like, are you okay? Like, all you do is church. I'm like, you have no idea how okay... okay how, you have no idea how okay I am. Hmm. And, you know, my whole family was always, well, that Heath, you know, he's, he's just not going the natural route of things. And I was always kind of like the outcast in that aspect where he... You know, he's, that, he's just going to give everything he got to God, you know? Yeah. So, you know, people look at you like you're crazy when you don't follow the natural steps of life. You know, you finish high school, you go to college, you get married, you start a family, you have a career, etc. And I was just so far from that four and five years after mm -hmm. high school that that too was a temptation of mine to build on the fact that I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't lining up and... Um, life goals weren't being accomplished like the people around me. Mm -hmm. So I had American Idol that was an awful detriment to my mental health and then as well as natural life things that kind of all piled on that I wasn't good enough that you know etc all those things that we fight even daily to this day everyone mm -hmm. has their own struggles and fights. Um, so then about let's see what year is it now 2020 mm -hmm. I went to school online after having, like she said previously, all kinds of jo jobs, raining from um, modeling for Hollister and Abercrombie as a brand rep model, doing siding and windows as a subcontractor for Lowe's Home Improvement, to serving and slinging fish <laughs> for 12 hours a day um, as cars? a server, sold cars, I mean, you <laughs> name it. I was just constantly searching for the thing that was going to give me some sort of physical identity to where I could be proud of what I was putting my hands to. And after all of that, after all the searching, I said, you know what? God has given me a dream to further my education, but I don't know exactly what avenue that would be because I'm starting, I don't know, eight years late. Mm -hmm. So I had given up hope on, you know, big things, what we would say big, what people would ascribe as big, you know, bachelors and doctorate degrees and things like that. So I just started dabbling this and that, and I thought, I didn't think. I knew that there was a need currently in the church that I was in for graphic designing. You know, at that time, it was so big to have sermon series with uh, corresponding graphics and mm -hmm. things like that. And I just, I always, like I said, I've always loved art and music and anything that was in, in an entertainment kind of spectrum. So I went to school at DeVry University out of Illinois, but I went online and I started dabbling in a little of this and a little of that and it kind of went down the avenue of web graphic design. I got about two courses shy of that degree and decided, you know what, I don't have peace about this. I do not see myself doing this for the rest of my life, especially now, I thank God, because you see all the filters of Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and what they're capable of doing they would almost render you out of a job of graphic design because now filters pretty much do that for yeah. you. So I'm thankful. But all the while, in the middle of taking web graphic design courses and having that as the main study, there was a medical terminology in there. There was a psychology in there. There was hmm. a few different random things. And I'm like, this is how, who is my counselor? Because they, they do not know what they're doing. You know, that's my mindset there. And um, so anyway, I have a few courses with medical-based things in those years at DeVry. And then my mom fell really hard and basically severed her ankle 
and her foot was turned the opposite way at a degree that would cause many of you to, to vomit if you were to see it. And I handled it with such poise and such urgency to mm -hmm. forget how traumatic my mom screaming outside the window was. And instead, I, I got right up out of bed, took her to the hospital, and I just fell in love with that process to, to see someone hurting naturally because I'd been spending... You know, the, at this point, maybe six years in youth ministry, seeing people that were hurting come wow. in and, and watch Christ just flip that whole situation wow. upside down. So then when I got a taste of being able to do that in a natural way, too, I, I honestly just fell in love. And um, due to my mom's accident, I was there with her day and night, you know, because it was debilitating for her. She, her mobility was drastically decreased. So... I was there more of support for her um, at the time I was getting unemployment and helping pay the bills at the time. And Once things started picking back up, I knew, you know what, I've got to have a car at that time. I, I don't come from the most financially stable of situations in homes, so that was also a limitation of not feeling good enough and not feeling worthy enough. I can never reach mm -hmm. this, I can never ascribe to, that, ascribe to this, or that's just out of the question. So I finally just walked up to Reedsville Nissan, shout out, and said, mm. you know what? I'm gonna go for this. I don't have a down payment. I don't have a car to trade in. I don't even have anything to really justify me getting the car, but I've gotta have something because I've gotta start taking some steps to get this life little L, temporal things that we're gonna, you know, just enable you to be able to eat and have a shelter. Mm -hmm. um, so I walked up and they gave me a, a brand new car that I hated <laughs> on the outside. You know, I'd never seen myself driving a hatchback, <laughs> but that little bullet was so faithful. I never had an issue with it. Um, shout out Nissan Versus owners if you're out there. I know it's few of us. That's what he was driving when he was waving yeah. around toilet paper. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Never had one issue with it. Anyway, so that was about a five-year commitment, six-year commitment, the payments. And I knew that as soon as I could stop putting so much into work to pay for the car that I had, I knew that I was going to go back to school. I just wasn't quite sure what it was. So I started mm -hmm. doing some research, and I knew someone that was a surgical technologist from when I was like 12, and I just thought that was the coolest thing. You know, she's a <laughs> surgeon, you know, and I just never thought that was something I could do. So I just, out of my mind, so I went to go look online at RCC's website, and I seen that that was a program of study, and I was like, you know what? Something inside of me leaped at the thought. Mm -hmm of doing that and I already had you know all these courses under me that were your basics and your prerequisites sure. and etc so I applied and I got in and here we are a year and a half later I have the uh, degree I can actually work as a certified surgical technologist but I'm still going online to further that to get an associates in applied science because that's always something that I've always loved as I was telling you all at the mm -hmm. high school um, all of it was science-based so that's where I'm at, and now I'm just seeing all the, the fruits of the labor. It's happening before my eyes, and it's happening so fast that it is literally like that scripture where suddenly his blessings just come up from behind you, and they're, they're overtaking me in this season. It's, yeah. I, you know, I get a little emotional just thinking about <laughs> it because you think, I'll never have a, you know, a nice car. or Not that those things are ever important, but I would never have a respected career or a respected income to provide for a family that may or may not come. I'm content being single, but if it was to come, I now know that I could support, mm -hmm. you know, some kids and a wife if she would like to stay home, etc. things like that. So I've now, by the favor of God, gotten into an incredible health corporation, Novant Health, and I'm just so excited to start this new chapter of my life knowing that it was a complete setup. Who takes, who takes medical-based courses in a web graphic design program of study? That, that even just naturally for me, I was like, what is this? But now I'm looking back and it's like God was setting me up for something that I didn't even know I had a passion for. And mm -hmm. here, here we are. Hard work, a lot of prayer. God helped me through this test. I've studied <laughs> to show myself approved, but these questions... Yeah. are like five and six questions in one and you if you miss one you've offset your whole answer so it was really really uh worry uh, i felt a lot of worry and a lot of um stress in the season of preparing for the big final exam but 
Woohoo! We passed it. We passed it with flying colors, and I'm certified now, and I can't wait to to kind of get on on this journey that I've been waiting for and working toward for the last ten years or more. So, right. Is that kind of yeah. what you're looking for? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the journey of me on the natural. Well, you know. For sure. And like I told you at dinner, like if there's somebody, if I have to have surgery for any reason, I've, and I've had to have a few. I mean, I was born with basically six toes on one foot and toes stuck together <laughs> on both feet and I've, yep. I've torn my whole quad muscle had to have knee surgery like if there's somebody that I want like near the operating table <laughs> like working with me oh. I would want it to be you, Thank you and uh and that's not just because I know that you've studied as far as the the course goes and the you know the program of study that you did but because I know that whatever you do you're going to do it with excellence yes, and yes, you like you you put your heart into whatever you're doing um and not just your heart you put your mind like you put your intellect yeah. you put your body like you put your body through things like we've done insanity workouts together yes. where i mean that's putting your body through a lot but it's also so mental mm -hmm. and it's spiritual too mm -hmm. like in, in a lot of ways like it taught me <laughs> spiritual stuff like yeah. you know just workouts you know whatever it is but i just know that um throughout the course of your life that i've known like you know whatever you're doing you're doing it in excellence and I'm thankful that, you know, you you, don't, you didn't let the things that other people would, you know, they would see that as a setback and they would see that as a stifling of, you know, this is a, a glass ceiling that I can never get past. Like, you waited and you were patient and God rewarded you for that. And like you said earlier, like you're a, you're a problem solver with a lot of ways in that when you see something or someone hurting, yeah. you want to help. Yeah. And like, as that's so As long as they are willing to help themselves. Right. That's the key. <laughs> right. Like we can't they... just be walked over at the same time. But I, I totally see what you're saying there. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. And so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's medical stuff as far as that. But it's also like spiritual things that, like you said, with worship, um, there, there are some things that I believe can only be healed in moments of worship, yes. that intimacy with God. And so like, how, how would you define worship? Oh, man. That's a, <laughs> that's Segway. Yeah. Worship. And sometimes it's easier to say what it's not because I think some people just think that it's a That's song true, before too. a sermon. No, it's for so me, much more than that. For me, and I think biblically, we could back this up. Uh, worship, in a nutshell, is a communion with God. It's not a song. It's not a melody. It's not a music um, sound or decibel level or right. even just the the fruit of what worship tends to be for the church was hands lifted or crying or. It's, it's not emotional, it's not, it's not physical. It's, it's a literal spiritual communion and battle between mm -hmm. your mind, what you see, what you might know, what is, what is factual, sure. and then uh, a, a binding together of truth. And it's a communion between you and the higher power, which is our Father. So to me, that's what worship is. What we're doing right now is worship, in mm -hmm. a sense. I mean, we're glorifying God for even natural things, um, the gift to be able to understand the words that we read in a book to get a degree. Uh, right. That's that's all a gift from God. So worship can be driving down the road and just saying, thank you, Lord, for these wheels that are getting me from A to B. Sure. It could be a mother kissing her child on the forehead at night, every night, and being that consistent mm -hmm. form of love for them. Uh, that could be worship. Worship can be a server going up to a, a table with joy that they may not feel in that moment and just saying you know what they're here, they're here for an experience and I'm going to provide the best that I can with what I have <clears throat> a smile can be worship a thank you can be worship um, and obviously the ultimate hallelujah a thousand praises to God no matter what we feel or see or think or, or imagine that's worship um, so it's a, it's a really wide open answer but it all, to me it all, all right. funnels down to a motivation of a communication it's not God what can I get from you it's God this is what I have what do you want to do with it how do you want to shape this mm -hmm. for your kingdom am I the toe am I the left finger <laughs> where do I fit in the body and how can I help enhance the kingdom by pointing people that don't know that there's salvation and peace and joy and restoration in you how can I point them towards you? So to me, that's worship. It's all worship. Yeah. It's a selfless act of not what can I get or what can I gain, but this is what I have. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to measure it. 
you take it and you do whatever you want to do in this big pot of stew in the kingdom and that's that's ultimately what worship is so a greeter is worship yeah in the, in the, it's specifically in the bottom in the bottom <laughs> in the body um, every every person that serves is worship everything that you do for his name's sake is worship mm. so I know that's <laughs> it's I mean, you really could describe it to about anything right I working mean working out I mean eating healthy all that can be worship yeah it's all so, about your motivation so when when you and I like we're, we're known as as worship leaders in an extent like in a sense but we're not it's not just because we know how to sing Singer a song right. <laughs> or you know, or play an instrument, which I mean, you didn't even really, you never like thought that you were going to be a musician. No. There was just a need for a pianist. And so you learned how and to play honestly, piano. That's, that's what my whole life has been boiled down to. Even, even the right. degree that I was searching for, for, um, the church and web yeah. graphics, it was a lack. Yeah. You don't have a piano player. Well, let me get up here for three hours in between night service. I mean, morning service and night service and just start picking out what sounds right. great. You know, well, and then having someone say, well, that's chord C. Okay, great. Awesome. <laughs> we can start with C. You know, and that's how it all starts. That's how it all, that's all, it all starts. It's, it's understanding where you can fit in to help push and promote the kingdom. Mm. That's worship. Wow. So, so in, in so many areas of your life, like I've seen that you've seen a lack and you've desired to feel it. Right. And I know that there's been lack. In, in your own life that you sure. said, you know, it, there was a lack of finances. Sure. And I don't know if we want to get into this, but Whatever. you had a lack of a, of a father figure. Right. And so this year has been extremely tough, and I'll let you talk about that if you want. But how has the lack that you've seen within yourself, not just the lack of what's going on around you that you feel like there's something that you can feel, but how has the lack in your own life caused you to, whether it's to search right. within, like how has that helped you to, to propel you? The scripture that comes to mind is um, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Um, so in my lack of might and in my lack of authority and in, in my lack of um, coming from abundant resources, whatever they may have been, father figure, someone to teach me how to be a man or you know, the finances to have a car that could get me to school before I had to do it myself, you know, all these things. So that scripture comes to mind, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. And so I thought, well, if it's by his spirit that accomplishes everything, what is the best position to understand, to have a communion with the spirit? And to me, that was worship. So in that, it, in, in worship, it gave me the strength to understand that the things that we feel and the things that we see and experience daily, they can be... Um, building blocks to what God is doing, but they can mm -hmm. also be stumbling blocks for us as well if we don't perceive them in the right mindset. And I think that you can't filter life, circumstance, spiritual things, natural things through emotional filters. Mm -hmm. And in worship, God would do this beautiful exchange of what I think, what I've known to this point, and He would filter it through His Spirit and gauge what steps need to be taken all due to the not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. So mm -hmm. in that exchange of spirit, understanding that when I'm worshiping musically or not, um, I have stepped outside of my own natural mind, my, my own natural mind, my own natural body, my own knowledge, mm -hmm. um, accreditations, accolades, whatever people want to throw at you. You rip all that stuff out and you're naked before the Lord and whatever that you're doing and there's this beautiful spiritual filter that steps in wow. and you can then gauge is this a pursuit of man is this a, a pursuit of natural or is this a pursuit of spiritual is this a pursuit of not my will but yours be done and that's where worship has always kept me in that place without mm -hmm. without understanding that I have the ability to go to the father on my own that I don't need a priest to go for me. I don't need six people laying hands on me to be healed. I right. have the authority and the ability due to the blood that made me worthy and righteous, no matter what I've done or how I feel. Sure. I have that right to walk into his presence and say, you know what, God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that you know. Yeah. So this is what I have in my hands right now. No matter how small it might be, 
or how big other people might say that it is. This is what I have. So in this beautiful exchange of spirit and worship and getting outside of my own mind, mm -hmm. my box, my God box, getting what I think and how I think God's going to respond to this beautiful exchange, he filtered all that through spirit, which happened in worship. Yeah. So without those experiences, just like any relationship, you don't know, I wouldn't know you and you wouldn't know me if we didn't have these ups and downs in life. And right. we've slept, ate, been offended, loved, hurt, deaths. <laughs> I mean, we've been through it all, honestly. And I right. think that if it weren't for those things, we still wouldn't have any kind of shared relationship or background to keep us. Every time I see you, it's like we just picked up where we left off. You know, and that's what, that's what worship is. So it, it can be a weekly thing if you want it to be. Sure. And I'm not going to judge you and say that, you know, that's bad or, or sinful. But I, I will declare that you are selling yourself short of the possibilities of what God can do in your life and in the lives of those around you, through mm -hmm. you. When you say daily, here's my day. Right. Here's my words. Here's my actions. Every moment. I'm going to say something wrong, but I know that if you're guarding my mouth, then even if it hurts now, the heart will be heard and seen later when they sure. come to mature and understand. And at the end of the day, God would get glory for that. So I hope that helps. Absolutely. So, you know, without the Father, without all those natural things, power, might, understanding, knowledge, God came and stepped in and in spirit, in worship, through spirit. Mm -hmm. I, he, he is constantly changing me, constantly. There's always something else right. to ascribe to in, in the kingdom. And I just, it's, <laughs> it's a beautiful, if you're looking for a life of boring, mundane, you know, Christianity is not for you. <laughs> but if you sell yourself for right. all in, it is, it is a book you've never read. It is a movie you've never seen. It is more thrilling than any Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, honestly, it really is. And you can look back I agree. and your life is being written for you in a way that you could have never written yourself. And it's absolutely beautiful. I hope that helps. It does. Bring light to the question. And I, I, find it, I find it like beautifully ironic that when we were talking earlier about like web graphic design and even now talking about what we would perceive as as lack in our life we've used the term filter and you like you yeah. you, you referenced an instagram filter yeah. and you said that there's a spiritual filter that comes in to make up for the lack and i think about you know we've got all of these instagram filters that for me if i'm just having like a day where i just i don't want to wear makeup i don't want to do my hair i can Pop swipe filter a filter on there right. and that makeup is there and it's just like it makes up for the lack yep. and then also like a physical filter is going to be something that actually strains out things that are too much you know you think about yep. like a um a filter you know for water yeah that you know it's, it's it's taking out the impurities it's taking out the contaminants and it's allowing what is really pure and it almost seems like it's the opposite mm. <laughs> of like an instagram filter and a water filter yep. but but jesus does both Absolutely. Like he adds what's lacking and he removes what doesn't need to be there that's so and what's true. unnecessary. And so that's beautiful that you've taken the perceived lack of what other people would look at your life and you and, and, and they and you probably have seen it as a lack, a lack of security, a lack of stability, whatever it is. And you've allowed God to be that filter yeah. to make up for it and to to create something beautiful yeah. where it just looked kind of mundane and, and average, but the filter was applied yeah. and now it's like it's a dream absolutely i mean it's so tempting when people want to throw accolades at you like why aren't you on american idol or right why don't you go audition for the voice and i'm like you have absolutely no idea what it has meant for me mental health right physical health spiritual health was saying you know what god i'm no longer this is something that i tell all kinds of customers at mayflower when they would if you don't know me and you've never been to Mayflower, then let me just paint you this little picture. <laughs> I was the six foot two bald dude walking down the aisles, constantly singing with a radio that no one else could hear me. <laughs> okay, so I, I have naturally named myself. It didn't a matter the genre. Jukebox. No, it didn't. It matter. could be country, pop, uh, rock, oldies. Yeah. 
I mean, you're known as Jukebox. Yeah. That's like your Instagram, yeah. whatever, Jukebox JB, like, you're known as Jukebox. Like, you can sing yeah. anything. Yeah, so people so. would say, well, why don't you go by might? And why don't you try a man-made door? Mm-hmm. Or why don't you go by power and start posting your own YouTube videos and be the next, you know, Justin Bieber who's a, who's discovered via YouTube? Or, yeah. You know, I just always said, God, I will never pursue a man-made door for peace. I will never pursue a man-made door for um, strength of, uh, I can't think of a word. If you know me, I get tripped over words all the time because I know there's a specific <laughs> word that fits so good. And if I don't say that word, it's, you know, and I'm just over analyzing. But uh, just understanding that no matter what you say to me and no matter what you say I can do or what you think I can do, I will always filter it through that spirit. Mm-hmm. What's the point of that? Why would I be, why would I go to American Idol? Is that expanding the kingdom or is that expanding my head? Hmm. Is that giving me glory or is that giving God glory? And if I'm not saying that you couldn't go to American Idol or X Factor and do it with God at the forefront, it's absolutely possible. But I knew for me, I knew that my motivation to go to American Idol was to be justified, was to be told, yes, you are a good singer. Mm -hmm. That That was what my heart was. You I just wanted, wanted to be, I validation. wanted that golden buzzer, man. Yeah. I wanted that, that, um, that accolade to follow you just, right. you know? And so I, I, I literally told God, I will never pursue another man-made door. So even as I got better as a singer and I got, you know, more naturally aware of my voice and what it can do, etc. Sure. Um, and then it became a piano player and got, you know, pretty, pretty good at that. Not the greatest Lord knows. Uh, but even in all those years of learning, how to get better at it, it was always filtered through a, a spiritual filter of I'm growing, yes, naturally, but I'm still gonna do it with the motivation of worship. Mm-hmm. And God has made every dream come true. I, I lead a team of you know, 20, 30 people now, and that's not to my power or might. It's, it was all done by the Spirit. Was, I, I, I couldn't have been faithful to, to a body of people. I mean, if you, you hang out with people long enough, Somebody's going to hurt your feelings. Somebody's yeah. going to do something that you didn't like or you thought you could have done better. Um, even even yourself, you'll, you'll judge yourself based off of how you communicated during a worship service or mm-hmm. all these things. So if it was done in the natural mind, I would have never gotten to where. And I, it, it feels selfish to even say I got or I did or you just want to say God did. But at the mm-hmm. same time, you need to take some sort of ownership and pride that, you know, you set your alarm to get up and be faithful to, to, to church. You decided that no matter what was going on Saturday night at club so-and-so, it wasn't the atmosphere that I wanted to be a part of to set mm-hmm. myself up for a a filter of tiredness or a filter of that would be more fun or, mm-hmm. and they were all temporal things. So no matter what came my way, I just knew that whatever I did, it was gonna be for the Lord and for the kingdom. Mm-hmm. And I was gonna let everything else just fall in place. I was gonna focus on these things the spiritual things, the things that weren't temporary. And if I did that, I knew God would not give me a stone for bread. I knew that he would be faithful. Yeah. He's a good, good father. And he is faithful to those that consistently pursue him when it hurts, when it's uncool, yeah. when it feels unnatural to be faithful to faulted people or, or even in my failure on a Friday or a Monday and still show up on a Sunday and, and have responsibility to lead in a mm-hmm. service feeling not good enough and not worthy. But immediately when you step into those circumstances of worship and you know that you're in a leadership position, you say, you know what, God? Yes, I am flawed, but that's what you want. Come as you are and let me mold you. Let me break you. And as long as you stay on that, what is it? The threshing floor where the pressing occurs yeah. as long as you stay there and God can constantly use you your life will never be the same you'll never you no 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 um, mansion in the Hollywood Hills can compare to one moment of worship when you are faithful when you didn't feel it yeah when you were faithful when it hurt and you see somebody come to the altar mm-hmm. and at, at the end of that service they're like you know what I want to thank God for you Mm-hmm. You sang that song with such revelation and understanding that you had lived through it. And I knew that if you could live through it, so could I. And it, there's nothing more rewarding. And even then, as soon as you're like, man, 
I was faithful. You throw that right back on the on the threshing floor. So you know what? Mm. That's what I have. Yeah. I did good this week. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I read my Bible. I prayed. I did all the natural things. But at the end of the day, I never found might and power in that. I said, even on my best day and my worst day, sure. here we are. Here I am. This is what I have. Filter it through your, your kingdom, and I'll do my best to be faithful mm-hmm. and throw in myself in that, that spiritual filter and threshing floor. So, hmm. I don't know. I promise well, you that nothing's better than one moment with him. Nothing I agree. compares. And you said you know, that, that you were faithful even when you didn't feel it. And it reminds me that like faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit. Absolutely. It's not it's not a work of the flesh. It's a fruit Absolutely. of the spirit. Like that we can't even be faithful on our own. Mm-hmm. But we can, in my opinion, like, you know, we have there's nine fruits of the spirit that if we're connected to the vine, then we should naturally be producing. But I believe that we can like we can stunt the growth. Sure. <laughs> that we can stunt the you know, we can block and kind of, you know, deadhead or you know, whatever it is, like, you know, keep those fruits from bearing but it is the decision that we make to say no i'm gonna let this this fruit i'm gonna let this faithfulness i'm gonna let this patience i'm gonna let this kindness i'm gonna let this yeah. goodness you know whatever it is i'm gonna let that be what is manifesting and what is bearing out of my life so that's beautiful that's what he wants well i have i have two questions yeah. to end on and these are completely spontaneous oh this whole conversation is spontaneous Let's do it this is questions. what happens when you come over to my house sometimes <laughs> just you know sitting out on the back porch whatever but, um, beware. Right. <laughs> All you listeners, beware. <laughs> oh, man. It's true. I love it. Uh, so what would be a weakness mm-hmm. that, you know, that you see as a weakness that God can use and that, that his strength can be perfected in for you? A weakness of mine that God can show his strength yes. through. Um, it's honestly it's one of the things that I respect the most about myself and my natural mind but it's also my Achilles was it Achilles heel or Achilles I'm going back to the Odyssey in English back in, <laughs> wow. back in high school right. uh, but basically it's like, it's like the thing that makes you who you are but it's also the thing that can fault you for who you are Sure. and it's my ability to be emotionless Mm-hmm. Emotionless, emotionless. Wow. I think emotionless. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's one of my biggest weaknesses and my biggest strengths. So it's kind of a double. Mm-hmm. And and again, it's all through you how you filter it. It's all it's all your approach to the whole thing. So my inability to uh, y'all know if you go to church long enough, you see the same <laughs> patterns of people and you see the same. Mm-hmm. You know, why do you want to get back into that crap that you just got out of? Right. God changed that diaper. Why do you want to put it back on? Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that. So I kind of got a little callous to it. And it's like, oh, I'm just, just going to come up here again. It's going to be the same thing next week. Um, so my my ability to shut off my emotions is something that I see as a strength. But it's also my weakness because I couldn't relate to a lot of people or I wouldn't allow myself to get in the trenches with some people. Um, And then God has reshaped that into thinking, well, Heath, how many times did you come to me about the same problem or the same situation? I didn't judge you for it. Mm -hmm. I was there just like the prodigal son. I I told you I've got what's best for you right here at this house in my (laughs) arms. And you have access to it all the time. All the time. It's yours. But you got to wait until you're ready. I said, you know what? doing my own and you know I came back to the Lord and he was always so faithful to be arms open wide so in that in in, in him showing me that he's emotionless in a sense of he doesn't judge our history he doesn't um, base off of what we did to him last week or yesterday uh, you know how we are you hurt me I'm gonna hurt you worse you know you unfollow mm-hmm. me I'm gonna unfollow you yeah. you know that's the way our natural minds tend to work uh, so that weakness of mine to not be able to relate to the emotional state of a father or that emotional state of having a family or, you know, all that. And I know that sounds kind of weird, but psychologically, that's where the battles were for me. Mm-hmm. It's that, that lack of understanding and relating on emotional 
topics. Yeah. I couldn't relate. I was always the outcast at a birthday party for kids because I didn't have any. I always mm -hmm. felt weird and awkward. Um, so I would say that my, that my weakness is absolutely being emotionless sometimes. And the Lord has had to turn on that, you know, care for them the way that I cared for you. Love them the way that I loved you, which was never wavering consistently constant mm -hmm. and always there whenever I called on him and uh, I think he's still working that out in me I must say <laughs> even mm -hmm. at 33 yeah uh, he's still because I'm just a mind over matter type person if I feel nauseated I can talk myself out of throwing up mm -hmm. I don't know how I do it <laughs> but I do it if I feel a headache I can yeah. work my mind to forget and cover it up you know that's just the way I work so I would become callous to a lot of emotional situations that God would say rejoice with them and mourn with them and I was so drastic to the other end that right. I couldn't gauge how to approach it and I felt always so weird and off to the to the side of the you know if there was a, a football game playing of emotions I was always on the side wondering what is that play? I don't know what that play is, you know? <laughs> and people that know me know that that's true in natural sports too, but <laughs> on an emotional, I sometimes I just couldn't relate to some, some things and God has shown me how he's related to me and been on time and in season for me and that I could too be that for somebody else, but not relying in my own natural filter. It would have to be through that spiritual filter yeah. So I think that's that's one thing that God is using for his strength. But it's always been a weakness of mine. Wow. Because if I love you now through your mess, you know that it was God. Because the old Heath would have been like, uh, you knew better. <laughs> you know, and, I, and that's right. horrible to say, but that's just naturally, you know, like I was saying earlier, I'm more than willing to help someone if they're willing to help themselves. And sometimes we can't see what's going on in someone's heart or their mind mm -hmm. and their spiritual their spiritual heart so God is helping me to understand that I can't see and understand everything mm -hmm. but he does so to rely on him to be whatever someone else is is something that he's shown strength in because I could I totally yeah. couldn't do that on my own that's for sure yeah I mean I feel like that he's he's giving you more empathy yeah that like it, it goes beyond your emotions mm -hmm. it's not about what you're feeling but it's like empathy is that you're putting yourself into someone else's feelings yeah. that you're kind of get, like getting outside yourself so I, I can see that God is molding you in that yeah. and so the last question is and this is this I don't know it, it might it might not be the right answer because this might take some time like to come up with this but okay. just whatever is is the first thing or the the, right. the gonna, most grounded thing that comes to your mind throw it out. Yeah. but what is the best piece of advice you've ever received that it's not about me and you said that earlier. I said that earlier. Honestly, yeah. our pastor, uh, gosh, maybe 10 years ago, did this three-month, it almost <laughs> seemed like it was the same sermon every week. Yeah. But it was so powerful and so, right. such a, a revelation of all, everything, all together. Like, yeah. it's not about you. Right. This thing called a walk with Christ is not about me. My prayers are not about me. So worship good. is not about me and yeah. if you can honestly guys if you can let that sit and fester mm -hmm. and bring some fruit in your life I promise you you will have moments where it's like man last year that would have bothered me mm. or two weeks ago I would have you know flipped her off for cutting me off on the road you know but mm -hmm. it's not about me maybe she didn't mean to cut me off. you know those the, it's a whole yeah. It's a whole warping of your mind, thought process, and the connections that are made when yeah. you realize that this whole thing is not about you. It's about glorifying our Father, and then that our good works of glorifying the Father, pulling people in and provoking them to good works. And one of the, you know what? I want what what she's got, what he's got. That peace mm -hmm. in the middle of death in their family, or in the middle of poverty. They said, I'm still blessed and highly favored. You know, that type of situation can only come when you realize that my circumstance and situations that arise, if I can look at it and say, you know what, it's not about me. Mm -hmm. So no matter how I feel right now, it's not about me. 
How yeah. can God get glory out of this? So the best best advice I can give anybody on the planet, <laughs> I would I would go back in time and tell Einstein this. Right. That it is not about you. It'll change your prayers. It'll change your approach to, to life. It'll 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 change your approach to marriage, to uh, disciplining and rendering your children. Um, all of your goals and dreams and aspirations, they're not about you. Wow. Even if I'm in the surgical field now and I'm standing over a patient and I realize that, yes, I naturally have to grab the right instrument to go into this specific part of the body. And if I don't, then we could sever or be caused some serious trauma. Um, mm-hmm. I'm praying. It's not about me. It's not about the surgeon. It's not about the circulating nurse. It's not about what the doctors have thought or known. God, mm-hmm. you controlled this body. You created it. And whether or not they know it, the person on the, on the, on the, under anesthesia knows it or not, I'm going to pray for every organ that I touch. I'm going to pray for every instrument that this surgeon is going to touch so that when that anointing and that faith hits them, I am just crazy enough to believe <laughs> that while they're under, they're dreaming of being with a higher power and, and their, their pursuit is going to begin. Or they're going to be affirmed and comforted while they're under anesthesia so that the body doesn't go through any, you know, hypothermia or the things that, I know that's getting kind of crazy about it, but <laughs> that, that's, that's, yeah. This is why you need Heath beside yeah. you on the operating table. <laughs> <laughs> this is why. <laughs> yeah, because it's not me. It's not by power, by might, but by the spirit. So, yeah, everything well. that we do is heartily under the Lord and that's what worship is. And I'm just so grateful to sat down with you to do this. This is awesome. <laughs> well, I am so glad that you wanted to. And that yeah. it was like not scripted or, no. or planned no. at all. It was kind of like... I could probably hear the crickets. Like we were literally... I know. And the air conditioning unit. out here. Like... Conversating like on. a podcast. And she's just like, why don't we just go get the podcast? <laughs> well, let's do it. Well, if, if I have any listeners that have like listened to several episodes, you'll know that... I am most of the time outside when I'm recording podcasts, so you can hear crickets in the background, you can hear rain, um, you can hear thunder, you can hear the AC unit, yeah. you can hear cars going by, so I just believe that like we, we think better in nature. I feel like that that's, you know, we're just, our mind is, it's like the roof is taken off, literally, yeah. um, so that's why I prefer to be outside. So, thank you so much, Heath, You're welcome. and thank I appreciate you, you just being on the on the episode and being a friend and being in my life and uh thank you so much for what you've deposited and invested into these uh these listeners and to me but we thank you so much and this is church talks